This podcast is powered by The Plug. Got a couple of uh, return guests and two new guests that we never had on the block. The uh, first guest we got is my co-host today, Sherelle Carter. She's the host of Let's Talk the Show. It's not a podcast. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, she also a nail technician, um, Nails by Real, and she was on episode 30. What's up, what's up? Uh, we got old head. She's not old, but I'm saying like she's original. <laughs> <laughs> she was on episode 13. She was one of the first people I hit up to get on the show. Uh, unpopular Ashley, aka Ashley Mack. <laughs> What's up? She's a mother, a wife, and she's the owner of Simple Dot Natural, and she's a great poet. You feel me? Thank, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we got another person who was on here on episode 54. Your favorite plus size uh, model, Brandon, brand ambassador, yeah. Brittany Newton. What's good with you, Brittany? What's that? What's that? And we got some new people on the show. We ain't never been on the show. You know what I'm saying? We got Adore. Adora is one half of a podcast, um, Real Talk with Adora and Daisy. What's going on, Adora? Hey, thanks for having me. And we got somebody I know. <laughs> I don't know, but I kind of know, but I really know. <laughs> right. We got Jasmine Jackson. And she's hey. Here. She's also a mother, a wife, and she's the owner of Detroit Black Coffee. And, oh, yeah, Sherelle and Jasmine both went to the best high school in the world. Before we start, we got a toast because this is 100 episodes. Uh, I mean, hun- yeah, 100 shows of um, not getting spent and all that good stuff. So we gonna toast to um to growth, uh, success, and more opportunities. Yeah. But we start off everything with a salute me while I'm here. For y'all who don't know, you gotta salute somebody, but it can't be the normal. It can't be your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your wife, or your husband. It gotta be somebody out of that, out of the norm. You know what I'm saying? So while y'all think on that, I'm gonna salute myself. You got to just because um, she's a hundred episodes. I had to do groundwork, get everybody on the show, make sure people don't spin me and stuff like that, man. So I'm gonna salute myself. I'm gonna salute my uh, producer Q. You know what I'm saying? Big homie, uh, he put everything together. I don't pay him a dime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he edited all my videos and shit. He just be there. And uh, I'm gonna do some honorable mentions. I'm gonna. Just because it's my show, I can I can salute people close to me. So I'm going to salute my wife. She in the background. You better salute your queen. Salute my kids and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, salute myself again. So it's on to Sherelle. Um, I'm going to salute. I'm going to salute a teacher. Old teacher that I um, that was my third grade teacher. Shout out to Miss Price. She might be dead now because she was. Oh shit! That was kind of messed up. <laughs> 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 
to Miss Price because she was she was a real one. She was definitely like a grandma. I didn't have a grandma, so um, and she's been on my mind lately. So I don't know, maybe she. Not a salute. That's like a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. All right, Ashley, <laughs> right, who you got? Who you saluting today? You know, I just want to say, with your salute, you sound like Snoop. Like, first off, I want to say my <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what? I kind of want to pat myself on the back, too, because it's the end of the year, and I went hard this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did go hard, but other than me, I definitely want to salute two of my friends that I met earlier this year in a business class. One is SB, and the other one is Garnet. They're both business owners, mm-hmm. successful, and they kind of, like, took me under their wing and, like, been helping me and just... I just want to say thank you, ladies, and keep up the good work. Man, man, salute, salute, salute. What about you, Brittany? I want to give the flowers to all the ladies in the room. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Okay. It speaks volumes that you're here. So. Yes. Can, thank you. Yes. Flowers thank to you. you all. I'm here for the love. Thank you. Yes. All right. What about you, Adora? <laughs> I want to salute um, the strangers that I met this year. Hey. <laughs> They're not no longer strangers, but I feel like when you start a business or just when you start anything, most of the time it's a lot of people that you don't know that mm-hmm. reach out to you, yes. that give you your flowers and right. keep keep you going. So I want to salute everybody that I met this year that I didn't know prior to the podcast. For sure, for sure. Salute, salute. Um, me, I actually want to salute my sorority sisters. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a part of a small organization, Lambda Size Sorority Incorporated. And when I tell you every last member send me text messages telling me to um, keep grinding, you know, they buying my coffee, no matter what state they're in, they're gifting it to everybody. Mm-hmm. So I want to salute them. Please. For sure, for sure. Now, this That's is going to be different because we're going to have some topics that some people might not want to touch on, some people might not have an opinion on, so... It just is what it is. You feel me? So we're gonna we gonna start off everything though. Tell me about your year, twenty twenty one. Give me the ups, give me the downs, you know what I'm saying? Give me all that for y'all year, man. What's going on? Who you starting with? It don't matter. Go ahead. I'm gonna start. <laughs> so this year was actually like one of my biggest years for my business. I um I started right before the pandemic hit. So when the pandemic hit, I'm like, dang, what am I supposed to do? So I started doing these porch pickups. Mm-hmm. You know, we were quarantining, so I was dropping stuff off on people's porches and running. <laughs> and um, but I opened up my mobile coffee shop this year. Mm-hmm. That thing no. right there had me crying all night. Okay. <laughs> because it took months for because we built it ourselves. Oh. Like we went out there, we put the floors in, the cabinets in, the countertops in the plumbing we did all of this and then it was done but it it took a long time to do something that took so short to do for sure so it was like oh my goodness i was like fussing at my dad (laughs) because i had these cabinets in my my garage for like three months it took him two hours to put these cabinets in my trailer i was so mad like i know (laughs) You're not done. <laughs> There's no way these cabinets been in my garage, and you done. Yeah, it's for sure. quick. So this year has actually been like, uh, but uh, exciting. Uh, like yeah. I can't believe I did it. You know, yeah, yeah. got your own streets. Like it's mad. Yeah. Or can't nobody take it? So this year has just been. Oh, thank you, Lord. Like I, I've been enjoying this so much. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, Congratulations sure. on a great year. Yeah. yeah. That mobile bar, that that's dope. That's that's different. Yeah. It's a lot. 
Yeah. But I love it. And shout out to having a dad to be there to help you do it. True. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody don't get everybody ain't got that. Mm-hmm. He gonna fuss, but he gonna do it. Okay. And you, he might you can't cuss beat me that. out. But he working while he cussing me out. So <laughs> I take it because it's getting right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's not me. That's not me. I'll be cussing, working like, God damn, these damn kids. And, and he's doing <laughs> it though. So I'll be like, yeah. All right. Who's who, who gonna talk about that year next? I'll go next. This year was. Um, it went by fast. Um, this year broke me down, and I built myself back up again. I learned myself. I took L's after L's after L's, but I never gave up. Um, I worked full time. I did the podcast full time. I go to school full time. Um, I work two jobs actually, and every day I wake up because I'm blessed to be here and I never give up. And then when I meet new people around me, especially black women, seeing that we could do this, it always give me hope to keep going. So I did learn a lot of lessons this year. Yes, shout, shout out, out to the resilience. You. Yes, yes. dedication pushing through. <laughs> okay, the yes. Oh yeah, for, for y'all wondering like why I got off uh, females on the show today, I just wanted to show females love because a lot of my good conversations be with be with the ladies because the dudes be kind of like too tough to tell you know saying some good stories. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They want to keep their image. Yeah, okay. for sure, for sure. So I just wanted to salute y'all and just you know saying make sure I have some presentable women on the show to talk about what they got going on. Hey. So that's just for people that's wondering, like, what, what, what the brothers at? You know what I'm saying? Bump them. No, right. I still got support them. No, I ain't. <laughs> just for today. I said it. What? Why are you talking, Brittany? Go ahead, because I know you had made a post. Um, <laughs> you had made a post earlier. Um, what? Well, not earlier in the year, but like recently that you was going through some things and you had to kind of like bounce back. So yeah, if you could speak on that a so, little bit. This year. I experienced like the hardest and longest like stint of depression I've ever experienced in my life. Um, I lost my father last year to COVID and I guess like the effects of like really feeling him like not being here really put a damper on me. Like Mm -hmm. it was, I damn near wasn't able to like really function as myself. I was not myself. I wasn't, I didn't have any motivation. I just was like, fuck it. I'm gonna just be here. But I got myself out of that, and here I am today. Shout out for that. Yeah. Shout Shout out to you. Rest in your dad. Thank right. you. Yeah. yeah, rest in peace. Rest yeah. in peace. Thank you. What about you? Go ahead. We might as well go to Soul Train. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this year I feel like I had the highest highs and the lowest lows. Like, this 2021 has been packed. And I feel like I just been taking it all in stride. And to be honest, last, like a couple of days ago, I had to go to the hospital because I thought I was about to die. And I just feel like I was just pushing myself too hard. Mm-hmm. So I feel like no matter like all the accomplishments I did and all the downs I had, like I really learned that I need to take better care of myself. Like you yeah, got to. Yeah take a step back and self-care like people say and i used to feel like i was preaching it and then it's like was i actually really taking that time to relax and sleep and eat and not just worry about you know like is my business going to grow how can i get new customers how can i move forward what's next what's next it's like i'm a person too and i need to come before the business yeah so so you say the business was doing good but you was kind of like you was want to overdo, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we can just overdo things. Like, things can be moving into motion. And, yes. But you just, you constantly wanted to grow. You constantly wanted yeah, to be seen. I, mean, I feel like it was so much happening for me at one time. And I just wanted to make sure that I could fulfill all of those, like, mm. uh, requirements. Like, for example, okay, 
November was like my biggest, busiest month I've ever had. So I got invited to do All Things Detroit, which is a, mm. a pop-up at Easter Market. Then the same person that threw that was like, hey, we want you to come vend at TEDx Detroit. So I'm like, you know, you, you're That's not going to say no. That's like, dope. okay, boom. And then another friend's like, hey, come do these pop-ups here. So I'm like, about to do these too. And then... I got accepted to uh, my first retail spot, and they were like, I need 10 of every product. And it's like, you know, you happy because you like doing all this, but then you have to remember that I'm one person doing Doing all of this. And these are big events, Mm -hmm. like really big events and big like requirements. So, you know, I'm doing it all, but it kind of like now it's December. I'm like, wow, this is really kind of this last month really took a toll on me because yeah. I was just working, 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 working. You know, you got Black Friday, you got Thanksgiving, you yeah. know, like all of that happening in one month. It yeah. was a lot. But you got through it though. I did. I'm here. That's why I almost didn't make it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. What about you, it's a real man? Hold on, before we get to my, I just wanted to say. Um, that when you have a business, you always want to pray that you, you're profitable and you're most productive as possible. And when you said that, only thing that made me think in my head was just that don't drown in the, uh, the flood you pray for. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. That's 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 yeah. Oh, so you preach like it was Sunday. Hallelujah. I had a friend and she was like, anytime it get hard on me, I always, actually, I'm going to shout her out, Taylon Taylor, that's my girl. Um, she all, she, we had a conversation, she was like, anytime things get hard, I always say, God is saying, do you really want this stuff yep. that you prayed for? Like, yeah. can you really handle all this yep. stuff that you asked for? And I'm really like, you know, I can't say that I want A, B, and C, and then I manifest mm-hmm. it, and then I say, like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I always yeah. say, Lord, help me be able to handle what you okay. said in my way. There you go. Because yeah. I got a lot of kids and a lot of stuff, so I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do all of this. <laughs> right, stuff. right. And still be good at all of these areas. Yeah, so that's my prayer. Every day, every day. I'm happy you me. said that because right now I'm taking some time off because I really want to sit down and decide, like, how do I want next year to look so mm-hmm. I can have it Thank comfortable. You. Like, yeah. I still can accomplish all these things that I accomplished and, you know, keep moving forward, but it just can be done with more finesse. Mm-hmm. You know? More it's admiring here, y'all be moms, wives. Yeah. 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 Do this. Yes, like, exactly. I, I'm not a mother, so it's like y'all still do this. Y'all make it look good. Y'all make Man. it look easy. It's, I got married yeah. this year and I planned my wedding and I'm doing all this stuff. I'm like, yeah. I, next year I want to take it easy. <laughs> oh, for sure. You guys sent me that quote too. That was a good quote. I'm gonna yeah, go ahead and po- post on Facebook and make it, it mine. On a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I'm already putting. So what was what, your year like uh, before we get into some good conversation? My year, I would say my year was really about. Uh, I need a refill. You know, I always <laughs> <laughs> pass the ball down. Really just analyzing a lot of the relationships Thank around you, me. Honestly, I think 2019 was, you know, you kind of got to sit still and just look at everything. And 2020, what's this year? 2021 for me was really just um, acting on it and creating really healthy boundaries. That's really all my year is about. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, her testing to see if, you know, what I said I wanted was really what I wanted. And to get my, it was really just, you know, setting boundaries up with other people, with myself. Um, 
and really just, you know, seeing if this really what I want. And mm-hmm. if a lot of people is who I really want in my life, too. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. That See, really that's a word right there. Yeah, boundaries. That's sure. that alone. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. Okay. Say and that again. It's sick, though. You just learn it. Like, I feel like I never learned boundaries no. so early on. Like, I Your feel like well, I never knew that. feel bad about it. They do, right? Or I people t- close, just family in general. Yeah. Like, that, that generation just feels respect is something different. It's like a force, like a... I don't even know what to describe. They're very it. entitled. They're very entitled. They can very. say whatever they want to say to you. You shouldn't have nothing Girl. to say about it. And that's that's like something I'm big on teaching my son. And they got son. the wrong one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on the right day, though, okay? No. Uh, <laughs> I teach my son boundaries, too. Nah, I teach my son that That was our word of yeah. the year. Boundaries. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. it. You need to respect my space. You need to respect my peace. Absolutely. He can say no to any, If he doesn't want to do he doesn't want to. He's too. Mm-hmm. He don't tell you. No. He can say no because I want him to be able to say small no's and be able to say big no's when it's time as well. Okay. So come on. Like if you sitting in a room and you be, hey, come turn this light off. They can tell you no. They in another room, right? Yeah. No. 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 I don't respect no's like that. No, 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 no. You do what you you do. What I say. The remote control will be right next to me. Hey, come give me remote control. See that? That's come, that shit. That's yeah. That's that dad that shit. shit. That's, I never tried that but you know what? That junk. Hey, your dad got to be there to do that. Your mom is there to hug you and pat what? you in the back and rub you. So your dad gon' it got to be a yin and a yang. You got to have it both. You can't have two people no. that's going to come in the same way. You got to have two different angles. So then no. when you get older, you see two different things. That's dad's statement. Mm. No. So only moms have to respect boundaries? Like dads don't have to respect My mama didn't boundaries? respect mm. the damn thing. Still don't. <laughs> no. No, you don't respect that. Come on. You, you, you my son. You my daughter. You got to, you know what I'm saying? But, I will understand. Like I will take a, I might take a minute to listen to you. I might, but you know, what I'm saying That's once deep. once I come up with something, it's me. That's deep. It's me. It's me. And you need that because my dad was my dad was too tough. But it gets you through those situations when you go through tough moments, mm-hmm. and then you remember that. But then you got you know, what I'm saying my mom, you know, she give me a little hug, whatever. You know, I'm sorry for being your ass. But, but <laughs> do you think it was a better way for your dad to do it instead of being super hard on you? Like, is it a median, a medium? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I got a lot of his ways. Not I. Ain't, I don't beat my. I don't beat my kids down. No, like that. But I, I talk to him. That's the only difference is between me and my pops. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit more. Com- it's a little bit more conversation. But you need that. You need Ike. Jesus. You need those two. Uh, you need those two. You know, what I'm saying to to meet up and then you get the best of both worlds. You feel me? But speaking on your mental health and stuff, because both of y'all kind of touched on it. And uh, you know, around this time of the year, that's when shit, depression hit hard because yes, you got some situations where you ain't got family. It's the holidays. Yeah. You might not have money. You got kids. You know what I'm saying? So, what do y'all do to keep y'all peace and y'all, 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 you know, everything sane? Peace. Yeah, where your peace come from? <laughs> First of all, <laughs> she said, "I ain't got it." I, I do. I do because she said, "What's that?" I literally okay. So a few years ago, I want to say like seven years ago, I fully. Got saved for real, for real. I went okay. to church for real, for real. I was, I've been in church my whole life, but I did it for real, for real, right, for me. Mm-hmm. But I always said I wanted some peace because I got a mama that, that get on my nerves that Baby. I love so much mm-hmm. that my daddy get on my nerves. And I love him so much, and I got a lot of kids. 
Well, I didn't have a lot of kids. How many kids do you have? Yeah. Three. Okay. Ooh, that's 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 yeah, I'm saying, I, 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 I thought you used like five. You know, I wanted some peace, and I, I don't want to be bothered sometimes, you know. And it's okay, because I had, like, one of those moms, like, I worked afternoons, but I still stayed with my parents, right? You're not going to be in the bed. But I work afternoons, so I'm tired right now, because mm-hmm. I got to be at work at 4 o'clock. So you couldn't I'm be in tired. the bed? You better get a chair. Oh, that would And stuff. So when I, when I got married almost five years ago, I was like, Lord, I want some peace in my house. I want my house to be peaceful. I want my kids to have peace. Mm. And their house, you know, mm. this their home too. This is not just Ooh. my house. This is their home. So I prayed and prayed and prayed. And then I got a husband that's very, very, very laid back and quiet mm. and nice. You know, I love that man. That is, okay. that is my book. Shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, nothing gonna mess this up. We could fight because in this house, we're gonna be chilling. We're gonna be peaceful. We're gonna be happy. I don't want them to have to be like, my mom was getting on my nerves when I was 12 years old. And I don't want that for my kids. I want my kids to be like, I had a peaceful house growing up, a happy, peaceful house. Not saying I didn't, but they worked my nerves. But I don't want to be that mama that's like, nitpicking yeah, yeah. for no reason. I, I don't want to micromanage. Just do what you're supposed to do and, and go. Hey, it could be peaceful, yeah. but you could still get on their nerves, though. No, no. no I'm saying, Leave me alone. It could be a peaceful, like, you know what I'm saying? My mom's peaceful. You still getting your nerves, though? I'd be like, why are you here? I like that. <laughs> go like, somewhere that's not here. That's what I tell my kids. Go somewhere that's not right here. <laughs> Because I'm right here, right now. I don't, now. Think, you I don't think people really saying? understand. But peace is very important. Like, it's very important. And I really don't think parents get that. I like, know. my mama, bro, oh my love so her to death. Love her down. Boots. But, <laughs> Cheryl, <laughs> don't call me man. because you off work. I just got off work too. You don't want to be quiet. But you want to talk to you for what? Cause you gotta talk to you. I don't want to talk. I want to be quiet. I don't want to see nothing. Sometimes you know. I don't want to hear nothing. My house is loud sometimes, but it's Mm -hmm. a good loud. My husband is a musician, so my kids they play the instruments. That don't work my nerves. I can't, that all I can't me. handle that. That talking, like, why are you in but my face? What do you mean? Just you just want to be right here. Yeah. <laughs> Get off. No. Like, leave my leave me alone. alone. No. <laughs> Adora, you don't have any kids. Alone. And you say you was going through some things. So how you find peace in your? You know, what I'm saying. My house is peaceful. I don't think it could be more peaceful. Like I'm alone. Um, well, forget the peace. What do you do to, to make sure your mental health is good? Put my phone on. Do not disturb. Amen. Okay. Um, Amen. I put my phone on. Do not disturb. I'm not on the internet. I'm doing things that I want to do. Like in things that free me from the world. It's just writing. You know, writing about my day. It's me, the pen, and the paper. That paper can't judge me. They can't talk back. They okay. can't. They can't cut me off when I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's what I do. And I go to church, too. I mm-hmm. go to church every Sunday by myself unless my hating job don't want me to go. But um, I do want to speak on we got a movement um, now that we started this year with the podcast. It's called You're Not Alone. We I just was going to touch on that, yeah. We had a brunch last Sunday. Um, it, it turned out very nice. I was real nervous about it. I had anxiety for seven days because I'm thinking... <laughs> You know, doing this podcasting thing, a lot of people don't like positivity, and I've learned mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. so when you talk about positive things, you're not going to get as many views yep. versus if you want to talk about toxic or yep. somebody cheating on somebody yep. or why she mm-hmm. was being a side Facts. chick. Drama you know, you're going to get a lot of views, and people want to talk about it and want to, you know, that's entertainment. I don't mind mm-hmm. talking about it, but realistically, you still got to talk about what's going on in the world. So we had this brunch, and we had a panel, and we had, like, six people on the panel. And they all talked about a time when they were alone, how they got through it, and, you know, what it made them feel like, what did they learn. And if someone is in this room in their shoes, what would the advice be? So we had a lot of people touch on subjects that you would never think people go through, Mm -hmm. um, just looking at them and, you know, being these Instagram famous people. You never know deep down inside what people go through. You Mm -hmm. never know. You just never know. And they talked about things, uncomfortable conversations that people are scared to have because they feel like, okay, if I tell you I went through this, you're going to judge me. Mm -hmm. Like it was a non-judgmental room. You know, people was able to talk about their experience and it helped, you know, everybody in the room. So, Especially in this season, people without parents, people without their kids, uh, people don't have the money. You just got to be happy that you woke up again today and that God gave you another chance to be here. Like, you know, people are ungrateful for the small things. When I wake up and I open my eyes, I'm just happy off that alone because, yeah, I might be broke today, but it's not going to last forever. I might not be happy today. But it's not going to last forever. Yeah, so you got to learn how to appreciate the yes. small thing. Yeah, yes. but when you're going through it, it's, hard. it's like forever. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, like God. Yeah, I've been broke for two years. <laughs> No, for sure. For but sure. it's going to be that one situation that take you down through there and you think you'll never make it out and that money not going to mean nothing. Mm, yeah. That person that you thought was your friend not going to mean nothing. It's going to be the gone, fact gone. that God gave you another chance. Like, and you know, so. Yeah. Now, now you know, I always got to bring some humor to the show. <laughs> you talking about being broke and stuff. Like, you have been so broke like you damn near put a tear to your eye. Yeah, like, yeah man. <laughs> yeah. man, it was one Christmas I was laying that's my wife and you know, I, I, I'm a thug so I can't cry. I'm thinking about all the bills. I'm like, eyes got to sweat. I'm like, damn. Like, my, my, my son wants this. My, my other son wants this. I got to get her this. Like, what the? The bills got to be paid. You and that mother stressed out. You ain't sleeping. You like, get bags. Oh, that's when you ruin Christmas. Like, you know, Christmas ain't real. <laughs> <laughs> no. Everybody going to make sure they Man. Everybody. Man. So, uh, Sherelle, you, you got anything? I don't want to hug it. I'm not used to having co hosts and stuff. No, no. I think you was hitting on everything right. I'm just... You're following suit. Yeah, I'm just following. All right, now for the ones, I'm gonna get to the ones with mothers, but the ones without mothers, like, like how do, what's the um, having a business and you don't have any kids or nothing like that, like, do you think about that, like, all right, I gotta make sure my business is at a certain level before I go ahead and branch off and have some kids, like, is that thought? Um, it's not so much my business type thing. It's it's more of like, okay, I know I had this business, I'm doing this, but it's more of like my partner. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to handle me having a business and having kids? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to hold me down when mm-hmm. I got to do this and do that? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be here with the kids? Are you going to have a problem with it? 
So, so vital. it's no matter no matter where my bi- like my business is at, it, it it's if you don't have a good partner, mm. it's it'll take you down through there. Yeah. Like it ma- no matter where your business is at. Yeah. So I value the partner more than where I value where my business is at. Yeah, you type, you sound you need like a fifty cent type dude because you're gonna get at him. Maybe it can't be no soft person with you. Like I don't absolutely not. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Adore? Do you think about that like because sometimes you go overthinking and then be like, damn, I'm 40. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, people ask me all the time, like, you know, do you feel like you're going to have kids? And I used to be that girl that'd be like, okay, by 30, I want to be married. I want to have X, yeah. Y, and Z. Like, but I don't even go by that anymore because Mm-mm. my life, if I had to plan it, mm. I would have been rich by now. I would have did this, did that. No, but, you know, it don't happen like that. So I just pray in my prayers that when it's my time and mm. when it when God see fit for me, you know, bring a child into this world and don't let them have to go through the same things that I went through. So it's not so much about the business, but it is about I do want the time. I want that financial freedom where I could be at yeah. home and be a parent, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because these jobs, they, hold, they don't care that you got no family. They don't sure care that no. they, they don't care that they you do they care. don't care. No, but you can't plan. You can never plan because it's never like right moment to have kids and nothing like that. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just got to because you just go through it once you had the kids. Like you kind of like adjust. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I had my first son, I was I was young. I was 20. So it was adjustments on the fly. Like every five seconds, like, damn, like, what do mm-hmm. I do now? And jump like that. Then when you co-parenting, you really got to know how to make adjustments, and you got to yeah. be able to understand a little bit. You might hate that person, she might hate you, but you got to you know get through it and jump. You know what I'm saying? So, so for the ones with parents, I mean with parents, oh, for the one. Oh, I want to ask a quick Go question. ahead. Do if you two ladies that don't have kids, do you guys really want kids? Yes, I got nieces in it. I'm a super auntie. Me <laughs> too. I'm super duper auntie. And you yeah. Yes, super love being an auntie. Yeah. yeah. The you favorite like part being a mom though. I do. Yeah, I yeah. do. I I eventually want to have kids. Absolutely. But what I say is, and you know, Cheryl, my mama, she always Cheryl. Asking, oh, Cheryl. Your mama named Cheryl too. Yeah. Your mama named Cheryl. <laughs> See, she was your girl. Yeah. Always ask. So when the grandkids gonna come? When God wanted them to really? come? <laughs> When God wants them to come, Damn, when she, she want my son? when God, uh, she want to watch him, girl. She hey man, grandparents just want to go ahead and spoil some kids, kids, man. Love watching people. I got kids, kids that need. But yeah, I, I, I need a sitter, need a little. It's more. It's more of like. It's like where's the the kids will come when the partner come. Yeah, yeah. that's how I look at it's, it. Yeah. Do it that way. Yeah, do, I do it that way. Yes. Cause I had a baby at eighteen. Did Ooh. you? And and he won plant, and and he won my boyfriend. All okay. Right. Okay. That's the transparency. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, when I had a baby at eighteen, I had a baby at eighteen. Okay. He didn't that's have. It. He didn't have a he baby. He ain't had no kids. Okay. I had a baby. All right. At eighteen, and my mama reminded me every chance. You ain't never Especially my daddy. This your baby. I know this my baby. No, do you know this is your baby? My daddy told me, I'm not I'm not taking care of your kids. I'm not doing nothing. I help you, but I'm not gonna do it. Okay. I had a baby at eighteen. I know your daddy. That's my papa all day. <laughs> I had a baby at eighteen. Now my village is lit. Okay. I think Shout out I to the think village. I got the best village. And I'm one of those you need a village for sure. Absolutely. And my village is hands on with my oldest, like my oldest son. Mm-hmm. My village is hands on. We don't, I don't keep no secrets. You know, we we work together with everything for him. And then I got married, but I wanted a lot of kids back in the day. I wanted a lot. 
<laughs> I, we I wanted talk, a lot, a lot, a lot of kids. Because I got questions. And like, then I had a baby, and I was like, who, who finna have more? <laughs> Man, for real. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I wait. I was like, ooh, I can't do this no more because I'm going to be on Snap. I don't, I don't like this, <laughs> being nobody's baby mama. And I used to be like, stop telling That's people I'm, I'm your saying. baby mama. We just got the same son. I know I'm crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we, do we, we don't even know each other, bro. Mm-mm. Don't tell nobody you know me because yeah. you don't know me. We, we You don't know me. Like, for, <laughs> for real. But when I, had, when I got married and had kids... It was different. Oh my goodness! It was like night and day. Mm-hmm. It was so That's what, different. See? Somebody right there. The difference somebody, in the partner. Um, taking up choosing the right partner, feel, not just mm-hmm. anyone. Mm-hmm. Where you, like I, I ain't had time to feel down because my husband's like right there. Yeah, you know. So it was like, hey mate. It's some, it's some good dudes scary. out here, man. Some good dudes, including myself. It was scary. Her husband, Kyle's good dude. Different, and I was like, "This lit. This mm. is really what's up." So, I have experience. Don't do it the way I did it the first okay. time. Get you the bomb, the bomb partner. There you go. Then have your kids because it's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. It's the totally different. Now, how do y'all uh, y'all balance that with the kids, with the husband, with your son? Like, how do y'all balance doing that but still trying to go ahead and make you know, saying the business work, whatever y'all got going on, work out. I think that I've learned after just talking to people that um, no balance is balance, mm-hmm. especially when you have kids. And I, I've learned that what looks like chaos to other people is my system. So my son running around screaming in my house looking like, you know, I hate to say Katrina, like, came through it. That's cool, though, because I was managed to get two hours of work done. Mm-hmm. He fed. He ain't dead. You know, bills still paid. I think I did pretty good. I got the work done, you know. So I think that a lot of it is really just understanding that, you know, just because it doesn't look like how Instagram says it should look like or how you think somebody else's system looks like, what works for you literally works for you. Mm-hmm. So if my house got to be fucked up and I got to clean up 10 times a day, then I'm straight with that. My kid fed, the work done, we all good, everybody happy. That's the truth. You know, you can't beat that. Mm-hmm. What about you? Because, you, you know, you got a dope husband, I'm, man. I'm happy you said that because <laughs> I feel like I'm always so hard on myself about everything. Like, you got when, my, when my house be a mess, I be like... Uh, why why like I got but in, in from your perspective I have gotten a lot done yeah so, it's like, okay and my house it, it works a hot mess like, but no. The kids fed things. They got done. If ain't nobody dead, everything is good. Right. If it's quiet, you need it's something warning. bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's what it's a certain okay. scream you listen for. Yep. And then that's when because there you go. it's I, I was breastfeeding, you know, Ooh, child. doing work, you know. Ooh, child. I got a kid that if he could get in my skin, he would. Oh. I know the feeling. You know, so it's like, <laughs> it's really not a balance. It's just, no. you just do it. because. Yeah. But the thing with me, like, I was a housewife mm. when I started my I want to be that so bad. No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. The pandemic. No, you don't. No, you don't. I do. I, I pray for it every day. It's a beautiful Mm-hmm. Sister crib with one kid. Not with I want to be it's, at the crib. It's the bomb. 100% of the time. Because when I was a single mom, I used to work like 16-hour shifts, you know, like six days a week or 13 straight days, little stuff like that. So it's like this is harder than that was, you know, being a stay-at-home mom because it's 24-7. Mm-hmm. I know. Because you want it to be as peaceful, too, for your husband because he working. He working hard. Facts. 
So you don't want him to <laughs> when he hungry, like I used to try to have dinner ready by okay. a certain time. Okay. I used to try to have the house looking. Okay. Now I I don't like to put on clothes, so I, I at right, least put some earrings on. You know, okay. when he Shout get home. To, I, I really feel you all like that kind of stuff. So I hate like, it's hard. It's hard. What's the fuck are they for? It works, you know. Um I use my kids as like guinea pigs, you know, for my flavors. You know, so I let them tell mommy what this tastes like. Cause okay. if my kids don't like well, it, they're gonna tell it you the truth. Good, yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like, what should I do? I have a three year old, he could tell you everything about coffee. Everything I know about coffee, he know about coffee. So it's like they're learning everything too. So I I, I kinda use it, you know. Make them feel like they doing something while I'm working, and that give me a little time too. They working for sure, and you never know what you inspiring. You never know what you're exactly. I was just what seed is planted in them because Mm -hmm. you're doing that. Mm -hmm. You might get you might get the financial side of your kids or one of them. You might get the scientist side. You know, you never know what seeds you're planting in your kids because they're gonna blossom differently when you're doing that. So it's always dope to introduce them to whatever it is you're doing. Absolutely, I I think it's yeah. I can tell you a bunch about coffee. By the way, I had to read a book about um, a guy in Yemen, okay. a coffee, and I never girl. knew how uh, big the coffee industry was, but they be making some bread. I say it it's like the best legal drug out there. Facts. You know, Facts. because it's, you could get the same type of yeah. money and coffee that they doing with dope. Oh, sure. so hey, I, tell I me more. She's not lying. She's not lying. on the street, and it's legal. That's how I explain it to people. Yep. I'm like, I got the hottest thing on the street, and it's legal. So you want it? <laughs> well, you know, you can get addicted to is a drug, honestly. And caffeine is and caffeine is up there. It's like in the top five. Oh yeah, most definitely. But, so yeah. I be telling but y'all like, still buy the coffee though. Y'all still need to buy her coffee stuff. <laughs> you buy coffee. I mean, y'all buy Tylenol and stuff, and all that is is caffeine anyway. Mm-hmm. So just buy mine. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. What you about to say? Uh, Put it in the capsule, sis. <laughs> Don't be popular, bro. Oh, but I was saying um, about like inspiring kids. So like, I started my company for my daughter, and it's funny because now she like recognizes what the term entrepreneur is, and that's something like when I was a kid, I didn't even know. It's so many, yeah, it's so many occupations that you don't really see Mm -hmm. or experience. So it's like when people say representation matters like that. It's so true because not only does she know what that is, but when she goes to school and she tells her friends like, oh, yeah, this is what my mom Mm -hmm. does. Or she's like making videos like I was going through my I deleted a video by mistake. And I was like, oh, let me go to my deleted folder and I checked. And she had like five videos deleted. I'm like, what is this girl in here talking about? She then created a whole ad for the company. Like, if you think the skincare works for kids, it does. It. Oh, I did. It was yeah. so fun. It was so funny. But it was just like you see that she was like really involved, and you know she felt some ownership, you know, yeah. of everything. So mm-hmm. sure. that was really nice. Shout and, out to um, shout out to her. Yes. Out there marketing, my the business. And um, I was gonna say just to touch on what you were saying about having a partner, like I your story is very similar to my story. Like I had um a relationship in college and I had a baby and that was not it wasn't it. But now I'm married and we have a baby and like the whole experience was so different. It was like it's bliss fresh. Oh, yes. You know, it was like <laughs> I wanna have another baby. You know, like I be telling them, 
I'm about to give you another baby, but without giving you the baby. Like, I want to I wanna have fun <laughs> making the baby, but, but I want to give it to we you. We're not going to bring another one. Right. Right. But, yeah, it's we're like, like that is definitely important. Like, I would... Sec, I would like to second piggyback on that, like finding the right person to start a family with. Like, just like, you know, he was asking me when we first got here, like, why Kyle not here? Like, he at home with the baby, you know, because he would, he, you know, he understands that it's certain things that's going to push me forward. And when I get pushed forward, mm -hmm. that helps our family and vice versa. So he's a rapper and I have a business and I do poetry. So, like, we literally are just performers. Mm -hmm. I saw and, you at Easter. Oh, did you? Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. I didn't even know. Okay. <laughs> but, so yeah, so, like, we have to understand, like, this needs time. You know, sometimes I have to pour into him because it's his time to shine. Mm -hmm. And I have to step back. And sometimes he has to do the same thing for me, you know. And, yes, queen. And, you know, like, having somebody to say, like, I'm going to take the kids for a while. You just go downstairs and, you know, get these orders out, you know. Yes. And that That's is important. Because if he's going to get you up, baby, what, what you there for? Exactly. Period. Exactly. Because exactly. Mad going to get me up, baby. Look, look okay? at him. Look at him. What Mad you there for? Mad going to get me up. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I can do bad by myself, okay, baby. I don't period. need you. Mad uh -huh. going to get me up. That's the thing. Somebody needs to help you carry that load because when you got two people carrying the load, you can carry so much so more. Right. Yeah. You know? and it's just those things, you know, those talk sometimes where you, you just feel it down and somebody just like, you doing a good job. Thanks, or you know, like, like, I see you out here, like, I'm proud of you. You know, like, sometimes I, have, that, I feel like I have. It that that can around. make a difference. That it really can. Difference. It makes yeah. a big yeah. difference. And I, mm -hmm. and I was dead because sometimes too. you be feeling like, niggas ain't really seeing what the fuck exactly. I'm doing. Yes, exactly. Like, but the fact that she see, see me. Yes, oh, no. Exactly. Don't ever think they don't see you. They, they see, see me. Facts. They just ain't saying yeah. shit. Oh, post God. every day. I don't care how many likes you get. I post every fucking day. They see you. And they talking about you. They sure is, aren't you? You might not know. My be ringing. <laughs> All right, real quick, switch, switch it up. What y'all, what y'all, what y'all got going on in y'all business? What's something y'all feel y'all need to improve on that that's holding y'all back? Mm. Oh lord, social, social media, media posts. Because oh I know. Oh my gosh, oh y'all saying social media? Shit, I'm about to So like, I'm surprised you say that because with the podcast we was talking about that off camera, like you need to be on that boy heavy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. See, my thing is this: when I was growing up, even in high school, my best friend made my Instagram page. She came up with my name and everything. She liked his name fit you. So here we are with a door. So. <laughs> Um, I just feel like social media, like I've seen a lot of people get rich off of it, but I also see people tear people down. I see people, they be on there for the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. So like, I like to just not see that. So then I like, you know, did a cleaning of my timeline. You negative, you know, I'm going to just unfollow you. But in my mind, I'm just so used to not having to be on social media. And now that I'm starting, you know, to get out here, like, um, I do need to post, you know, even if I post once or twice, right. that's more than just me because everybody's used to seeing me as a ghost on social media. Don't get me wrong. I'll be on there. I like your picture. <laughs> I tell you, you're doing a good job or, you know, I will watch stuff, but I just feel like it's so much hate on social media, but I still have to let that go over my head and just do what I need to do because people need to see, you know, what I got to say or Keep just anything. Keep your eyes on the prize. Mm -hmm. just, just think, like, sometimes you just got to be so laser-focused that you see nothing but your goals. Like, yeah. it don't matter if your stuff going viral. It don't matter if it got 100 views. Like, I'm a... Honestly... This, I have taken some time off of social media just because, like I said, I have been overwhelmed, like, with the past month. But I 
go hard on Instagram. Like I do it, and it, it don't it it's not perfect, but it's entertaining. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's giving value. You know, it it's it's getting me noticed a little bit more. You know, like I've had. I think when I looked at my numbers, I got like like forty percent of my sales from Instagram. So that's like, lit. That's it's lit. Working, yeah, you know? it does it's, work. Yeah, and it's really just about you. It don't matter about the other people around you. It's mm-hmm. just about you. Like, I'm about to commit. Like, I did a challenge for myself where I did 30 days working on my business. And I posted, like, a reel every day where I was just like, this is something I'm doing today. This, And I'm just showing them whatever I was doing. And once I got in the groove of doing that, I'm like, okay. I Like, once you tell yourself I can accomplish a goal, then you start believing it because mm-hmm. it's Absolutely. really all about your internal feeling about yeah, it. Yeah, power like, tongue for sure. I can do yes. 30 days. And once you like, I can do 30 days. Now, when you're looking at a month, you like, that's nothing. I can exactly. do 30 days. Let me do 90. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or it's not as overwhelming when you say, I'm a post three times a week, you know, because three times a week, it don't seem like as much now. Mm-hmm. So you start yourself at like a high point and then bring it down like you still can do more quality now. Mm-hmm. You know, you can take your time more, but you don't feel, you like, okay, I did 30 days, so anything else now is just like, okay, let me keep going. And sure. something that really helps me, I like to plan out my content. Yeah. Um, Especially if, if it's a lot of Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I try to post, like, I be you know, researching, like, the algorithms or, like, Instagram, trying to see, like, what's the most beneficial thing to do. So, at least post them once a day. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Of course, post on your story all the time, but, like, posting exactly on your page at least once a day is really helpful. But to piggyback off of his actual question, um, I, I guess you can, like, call, like, as business owners, you're also, like, a content creator. Because yes. you're c- yes. creating content for I'm your business. And it, it gets difficult and it gets discouraging because, like you said, like, okay, you want you want this video to do so many numbers, but it don't do those, num- those numbers. However, somebody saw it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how Shy f- found me off yeah, Instagram. Sure. So I'm like, it's, it's doing something, although it doesn't get the numbers. Mm-hmm. that I want is it's making a difference. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Let, me, let me say one thing. So it was a trend going on that really encouraged me. And it was two, it was two. One was a soundbite like, yeah, 35 people might not be a lot, but if 35 people walked into a room right man, now to ask man. me what I was doing, mm-hmm. I'd be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And then it was another trend that was like, I got 300 views on my last video. I Googled what 300 people in one room look like. And that's a lot of people. Yeah. Like we are, we are so, our mind is so set on millions of views, thousands of views, mm-hmm. but 300 people is a lot of people. It yeah, is. Yeah, Ashley, people. have you and Kyle ever thought about being motivational speakers? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that <laughs> and Adore. No, yeah. no, but like if you meet her and her husband, you'd be like, God damn, I want to do better in my life. Because <laughs> 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 Kyle had me think like, oh, I need to go ahead and go home. And I'm looking in the mirror like, am I? <laughs> really mess y'all up with this one. I wake up at 3 in the morning every day. Oh, tell me what? On the weekends, everything. So Hold on, sis. Let's talk about it. No, no my granddad grand used to do that. Like, start yeah. early. Mm-hmm. You supposed to pray. Yeah, I get up because that's when the world is asleep and it's quiet. You you know, you can tune everything out. So, like, luckily, you know, I don't have any kids, but I do got nieces and nephews, so they be with me sometimes. And I'll get up and I'll go in the living room or another room, but... It's quiet. It's no distraction. So, like, whether you get up to pray, whether you get up to manifest, whether you get up to ship your orders, whatever, I'm done with my day by noon. 
Mm. Unless I got to do overtime at work. But realistically, when everybody getting up at 11 and 12, like the, the normal wor- world, I didn't did 90% or more than what yeah. you did. Even if you just write, pray, um, just sit there and do research, whatever it is that you choose to do, I feel like I'm way more productive at 3 in the morning. It's to the point, like, my phone going do not disturb at 7 o'clock at night, and I'm back up at 3. Like, Can I ask you a question? Because I am a night owl, so I'm... I'm up at 3 a.m., like, about to go to sleep the next hour. But I like the concept of actually waking up at 3 instead of doing it the opposite way. So what time do you usually sleep? Um, If I'm not doing nothing, I go to sleep by, like, 8 o'clock. Yep. Okay. By 8 o'clock. But um, the person who is, like, my motivation that, like, on bad days is T.D. Jakes, um, Steve Harvey. I love Steve Harvey. Like, love, love, love him. But... It's to the point I had to challenge myself because it's a lot of millionaires that's up at that time. Even mm-hmm. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart yeah. get up. He go to the gym. Yep. He go take a shower. He go home. Then he in the office by 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Like, mm-hmm. even the people that I don't idolize the most, they all up at that time of morning. Like, so that's what, you know, I'm like, I'm still broke. I got I to keep getting <laughs> okay. up no, for sure. time. Like, you know, so. I like that. I really like that. that. Is dope. I wouldn't talk about this. You said you need two people or three people that really inspire you, and they're all men. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Um, That's a good I question. I think I like didn't even it didn't even cross my mind. Right. I was going through like this, like uh, <laughs> I needed to leave in. somebody alone. So it was like I had to find other stuff to do. And music, okay, I can listen to that, but it starts it irritates me after so long. So I started listening to podcasts before I started a podcast. So then like YouTube would give you like a playlist, and then Steve Harvey just kept coming on at one time at one point in time. And the stuff that he said, he'd be like, I was homeless. I lived in a car. Like, you yeah, know, that type of stuff that. just made me adapt to him. Although, thank God I've never been homeless. But it's, I don't know. But I do like Sarah Jakes. Mm-hmm. I listen to her a lot, too. But I don't know why I just gravitate to Steve Harvey. I just don't know why. Like, that was just somebody that just helped me when I didn't have nobody else. I was just saying. I have a comment on that. Okay. And I think, go ahead. I was about to say that. I think that success looks so masculine. And I've been thinking this for a couple years mm. now. I think that okay. when you hear a lot of success stories, and I know this ain't even where we was going with this. Go ahead. Yes, success looks so masculine. When you hear a lot of people, even EYO, which is one of the biggest financial literacy podcasts on your leisure, a lot of the guests that they have are men. Investors are men. And mm. success is success just looks so masculine. I don't see a lot you of women that tell a story. It just doesn't look very feminine. Like one of the first women that I really was like, oh I love her that's really big or I would think is really successful. Karen Civil Karen Civil, even though she's a little shady. But I've just been trying to see yeah. different women that are really high up and successful in media and through music. We don't see them as often. You see mm-hmm. Diddy throughout music. I've been uh looking up more female producers. We just don't see a lot of women brag and boast about their success like we do men. That's true. And it's so easy to find a Steve Harvey. Yeah. And it's like Oprah is up there but it's like okay it's Oprah. Like, yeah whatever. I like I like them but my go to is Steve Harvey. Anybody that watch my podcast people be arguing with me like no Steve Harvey for these people where this that you know and you know that okay that's your personal perce- perception on him but he once got me out of a depression right. that you I thought. That. Yeah never you know like it, I don't know it's how he talk his tone how raw he is because reality I be needing to hear it raw. I don't always need to be on no paper like well you know you are broke today your rent is still due I don't talk to me you know like be real with me like that's mm-hmm. kind of what I like so I don't know if that's what make me gravitate think, towards him I think it's because a man can appeal to a woman and a, and a man 
with women is sometimes mm-hmm. they just target women. And that's what I was about so to say. So ain't no reason for us to even pay attention if it ain't nothing to do with us. I was just about to say, I think that's a lot of reason why a lot of women well. are girl bosses, pink. And it's like, why do women in success have to be so soft? Why does it have to be so downplayed? Why is it not boastful? Why is it not big? And why can't I not just be a woman? I don't need, I'm, first, I'm a grown-ass woman. Let me hear you. I'm not a kid. I'm not a child. And I'm damn sure not a girl. Okay. I'm a grown-ass woman. Mm, okay? Period. And everything about me is grown. So why am I a girl? Not, not downplaying those movements because those are obviously very needed movements and they're very you know useful for young girls to see that representation like you said but why does it have to be a girl boss why am I not just a boss like Rick Ross why am right. I not just mm-hmm. a diddy you know okay. what I'm saying yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was that's just wondering point. that when you named it I was like damn that's me too and I really thought about it like why do I only really like men mm-hmm. like you know see now you gotta go ahead y'all gotta sell yourself to everybody <laughs> yeah but don't, yeah. Yeah. Don't, get me, don't get me wrong we well slept on and you know like when people be you really get up at 3 in the morning and I do it behind the scenes like yeah. I said I'm not a social media but I think for the new year for January 1st I'm gonna start that I'm gonna start like a movement. Tap in, let me know you woke, let me know you doing something. Yeah, I wanna yeah. see, I'm you know. Yeah. Like, I'll be up at that time, all yeah. the time. I love that. Like, that might change my, uh, that might change my <laughs> you whole change life. life. Real, yeah. Real. Okay, okay, can I ask a question bad. really quick? Go ahead. Okay, so kind of like what you was talking about, about like men are like boastful and stuff. Like, what do you guys think about when people say you need to be humble? Like, what I what, wait, 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 look, y'all, y'all, look, y'all all about to be ready. I, I just want to say one thing before we go. So, like, a lot of people associate humble and arrogance. Like, they are opposite. It's a they are opposite. Right. It is. Okay, so now y'all hands. Okay, I want to hear what y'all Especially, I think it's, I think it's different for women. Um, because we are... I don't, not us in this room, but general, women in general are very judgmental. And I feel like. Let's talk if, about that. If you see a woman <laughs> online being boastful, oh, she thinks she the shit. Right. That's, that's I, some hating ass shit. Yes. I'm sorry, that's some hating ass that's shit. That's automatically what people think. No, listen. <laughs> a couple of years ago, <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of rap, shit. right? But a couple of years ago, Cash Dow did an interview. And she was talking about, they were saying like how people were saying she too arrogant and she too, and she was like, <laughs> that's one of my favorite job boss. Why I gotta be, she was like, I ain't worried about what you doing. I, I ain't mad I that you doing this. this. But me, I'm a shit. Yes, she was that, like, I love that. and that's just what it is. And then that's that the day I was like, yes. Junk and it's okay that I'm the junk. And if you right. know that I'm a, I'm the junk, then mm-hmm. good. So when it comes me, I am the junk. So when it comes to being quote unquote humble, it's to a certain extent. I'm not gonna no, be they humble. Want us to be down, down low. You want me? You want me to be? You don't want me to scream that I'm successful. You want me to You want me to be very quiet. You want me to be meek. You never gonna get that from me. You know that's what I feel like. I feel like I kind of struggle with that sometimes because I feel like. Like, this year, I done made some boss moves. I'm not going to lie. You got announced it, though. Right? Yeah. And, I, <laughs> I don't, and I'm not like, oh, yeah, you know, like that. Like, I I literally just be sitting back like, dang. I tried that. But it and don't then one day I sat spirit, back though. and I looked out the window and I was looking at my trailer that I paid for, period. Okay. And I was looking at the name that I came up with. And then I looked at my house okay. that was clean. Okay. Then I looked at my kids okay. that was doing good, and I said, it's okay. You mm-hmm. you did that. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, stop telling me I'm arrogant. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not arrogant. I just know 
that I did this, and right. you see that I did this too. And it makes you uncomfortable. Hold on, hold on. It makes you hold very on. uncomfortable. It, it got, it got to because for you to think you I'm the shit, me. well, baby, I am. You, you thank see you. It. You see. <laughs> it. I, I feel like um, when I was in high school, um, I went to Cass, so like it was. It was a different environment, Cass. But when I went to middle school, I was in eighth grade. I went to school in Inkster. And then was the rats of the rats. The, the, it, it, was, it, was, it was terrible. I don't know if my mom, God made my mom send me there for a reason or whatever. But I literally went through hell there. Like with girls, like, well, she thinks she all that because she got long hair. Or she what thinks she all that. You know, stuff like that. So, like, when, I, that grew, mm-hmm, when I grew up. That's so way like, deeper than we think it is, though. That's way, yeah. deeper, way deeper. That's a whole different that's conversation. That's a whole different podcast. True. Yeah. But when I grew up to find myself, um... I feel like if somebody can take the time out to say you arrogant or you not humble or you this or you that, like, I feel like it was something that you did that stood out to them, like as women, that they can't compliment you. When he showed, when he presented this opportunity to me at first, my co-host, we both agreed, but she had other plans and she forgot. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to still go, you know, because we are one, but, you know, we can venture off. But when he said it was all women in here, when I saw y'all all walking in here, Everybody walked in here with their head up. Everybody walked in here like they happy to be here. Like, I learned something from all of y'all, and I've never, ever, you know, never even heard of y'all. And I'm glad that I was able to come today because I've learned, you know, so much. And right. all of y'all are bosses in your own lane, in your own world. And it, I don't feel like women congratulate each other enough. They so don't. we know. It's like, why do you feel like you got to hate on me? Why don't you sit down and have a conversation with me, and maybe we could come up with a plan for you? You know, you never know right. what somebody can do for you, you know, or how they can help you. I don't know with this new generation on, but I want to stick with the girl, the women who are winning and okay, see if, figure out a way that we can come up so that we can get noticed like how men get noticed. So, yeah, so why y'all think it's so hard for y'all to go ahead and, and, and do things together? Because like dudes, I can be like, oh man, you drink that? I drink that. Oh, what's up though? It's kind of like a power just, thing though mm-hmm. too. I want to say something. We because could just, we are women, you know, it's like we got to... <laughs> When it's it's kind of like when 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 boy dogs we got two dogs in the house and they piss all over everything because they got to show their dominance. Sometimes because I've been to places with a lot of women and it's like you gotta push it on me that you a boss. I see that you a boss. You didn't even have to tell me that you were a boss and I saw it in you when I saw you over there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's like we gotta prove it to each other. But it's like I already saw you. You know? (laughs) Yeah. You You ain't gotta show me. You ain't gotta be mean about it because I don't like mean people. Me either. I I can go there. (laughs) I, I ain't been saved. All my life. Okay. I, so I, I think it's that. You know I what think I'm it's saying? Deeper. Deeper. I so. think it's, it's a tad bit d- deeper why us women, especially black women, yeah. cannot Everybody. support each other. I think it's, we come from such, I'm about to get deep. Um, <laughs> we come from such a background of where we have to compete. One for the men in our community. Period. It's not enough of them and a lot of them are in jail. And a lot of them we don't choose from because one, they're not on the same level as us. Yep. They don't make the same money as us. Or we just, they, we not feeling them. They goofy or whatever. So we're already competing for the small amount of men that we think are eligible for us. Mm-hmm. So when we see another woman, oh, she's trying to go after what I got it's, or what I'm trying threat. to get. It's We see each other as a threat. Mm-hmm. And. It's it's not a good thing. We need to see each other. Oh, that's my sister. She got something that I could probably learn from, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. That's 
that's when like Shay was like, uh, this a uh, this a all women panel. I said, absolutely. That's cool. I, thought, yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of us. I think just black people in general, just for the women. I feel like there's a whole genre of music damn near dedicated to the degradation of black women, mm. shaking asses and titties everywhere. Every women are black women are just objects, sex objects. So when you come from constantly being pressured. To just, <laughs> 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 I feel like when there's just so much of just trying to you make the way the world Get sees the producer you. producer out the room. Please, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when there's so much degradation of black women and you're constantly being judged, we judge, we're damned if we do, damned if we don't, mm-hmm. then it only makes sense that we start to adapt that type of mentality amongst one another. So if it's constantly your hair ain't long enough or your hair um, is too short, then you start looking at another woman like, well, she thinks she got long hair because it isn't. It's like, well, somebody actually been telling you your hair ain't good enough because it's this short. Mm-hmm. And I ain't trying to say, you know, I'm type of way about black men, but I'm just saying, we was bald head scallywags for the motherfucking longest. Mm-hmm. Now, bitch, you got bundles, now it's like, I'm okay. Bald head scallywags. Okay, Jelly Weaving, you know, you need yeah, okay. it. Okay. So, <laughs> 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 <'Cause>, <laughs> that was our attack. That was our attack. I, I got a question. Mm-hmm. When do women take accountability for the wrong men that they pick? Never. Because my thing is like this, it'd be a lot, it'd be a lot, it'd be a lot of times, I gotta keep it, I still gotta keep it, I still gotta keep it, I gotta, I be wanting to ask that question, dog. Yeah, because a lot of times women talk about the dudes that they got in their life that ain't shit, but when, when you lay down with him, you, he was the shit then. Wait, let me say that, 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 Fuck this dude. He ain't shit. He ain't that. He ain't that. I mean, you can still hold on. You can still say that. There's a there's a, a, a certain perception, a, a reality that you face after a certain time. You can still say he ain't shit. You can know he ain't shit. Still lay down with him. Then when you get up, you're like, well, I knew he really, really well, ain't shit. That's just the reality that you face afterwards. Sometimes you can't. I, exactly. I want to say. I want to say this. I knew it was gonna shit. I knew it was gonna be too. That's why I did. Kind of to your point, it's already a limited amount of choices that we have, right? Plus two. Right, okay. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is sometimes as women, we give people a chance that should have never gotten a chance in the first place off the strength for the culture, you know, whatever. We give somebody a chance because we see their potential and you want to be somebody that can water that seed, you know, because we get that. You know what I mean? Like, what I'm saying is like, oh, well, look. I had that potential word will get you in trouble every time. <laughs> oh, he got yeah, this. Yeah, see how rough with some fellas. I had to go ahead. It was getting too girly. Oprah and John had to go ahead. That's a good question, though. That is a good question. I learned my lesson. I, don't, oh, God. I, I try to be one of them one and done. Like, I don't have to do things too many times where yeah. I can see. You walk that way, and that person got hit in the head when they went that way. And then the next person got hit in the head. I'm not going to walk that way. You I only got to hit me in the head one good fucking time. I was in the doggone doctor's uh, office. Times. <laughs> you know what? I feel like it Getting was... Getting an ultrasound, and my mama was in the waiting room. Yeah. I knew it was like, yeah, girl, you, you ain't going to never... Ever do this? Ever? Oh, ever, see, you, 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 ever. Was, you was you was young though. You was young, but a lot of times you see you see that jump, but you be blinded by. I took by. it. I was like, heck, you know, I'm a, 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 a,
at me out here? I'm on your stupid I'm on like you. this. Because it'd be a lot of times females be like, damn, Craig did me wrong. But then, uh, nigga, the, uh, uh, Dave, the same type of dude, you went right back to him. Wait, what's that? Fool me. Do it once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Third time, can't put the blame on me. It's a fool. Can't put the blame on me. No, yeah, no. Because I'd be like, no, 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 no. Because I be knowing people personally and just from afar. I'm like, damn, nigga. It's easy to play. Like, what you thought was going to happen? What you thought was going to happen, dog? Nigga doing the same thing. I think it's easier to play victim to your circumstances than it is to accept the truth about them. It's so easy to be like, that nigga did me wrong. It's like, but you knew that nigga was doing bitches wrong. Stop playing. That's the type of nigga he was. And you fell for that potential, and that's why you in the situation you in. It's a lot easier to be like, that potential word. And sometimes our dudes be seeing like, you know, she might got a little potential. We could save her. Okay. Oh, fucker, you no, ain't no, saying no. <laughs> What's that three six five? I ain't in a bitch. No, you ain't doing that. Some people hey, don't want to do better. <laughs> it take work to like internally be a better person. So some people don't have the strength to keep it going to yeah. further themselves. Instead but of saying, you, you know what? Get it from me though. You know you what? That was no my bad. I knew better. I shouldn't have did that. Or whatever. You know, some people just like to be victim because it's easy to be yeah, a victim. It is easy. Yep. Hear me out. I think that a lot of that ride or die culture is, is why we got that. True. A ride or die is like the, the longer I'm committed to some bullshit, the more likely it is to succeed. And I mean, granted. And I do not believe you, I, in that. I don't. But I think mm-hmm. that in, on one side, when it comes to success and working hard and accomplishing your dreams, I think there is a direct correlation between what you're willing to struggle for and work for to what you're going to be successful in. So yeah. if you keep pushing mm-hmm. it in your business, yeah. But if you keep dating this not shit ass nigga that ain't showed you <laughs> shit, you ain't get shit. Cause y'all can, you know? y'all can ride for each other if y'all know that y'all both working towards something. Yeah, but like that's just, the thing. Mm-hmm. It gotta be equal. You guys gotta yeah. be on the same page. But y'all be dating. I mean, I ain't saying y'all because I ain't dating some niggas like that. But you, you be dating niggas that ain't got nothing, that can't give you nothing, ain't gonna plan on giving you nothing, and you trying to build him up. And yeah. I think that builds resentment. Yeah. It, it, it you know, always think, goes back to the picking the right partner. Yeah. Exactly. They gonna change when they want to. Also, yeah. I feel like and you, you not ain't gonna wait make them change either. You ain't gotta wait for them to change. I feel mm-hmm. like you need to know when to let go, and that be the problem. Facts. Because once you start getting that first red flag, that second red flag, now, now look, you didn't. Cause, but sometimes, sometimes y'all be thinking y'all can change it, dude. He don't want to be changed. Exactly. He just trying, he just trying to smash, and then he got no, a couple of them. No, no, no. <laughs> he's going to change. You, you have to be yeah. honest about what, what you want. And you have to let them know what it is that you want. You got to be very, exactly. You got to be but intentional it, with your conversation when it comes to these niggas. And do not based on what that nigga wants. Some people Wait. don't want to say what they want because they think the person they like ain't going to want it. So he tells you what he wants. Don't try to hear something else. Because he told you. He told you that he just. He wanted to, you know, he just wanted somebody to fool with. He ain't yeah, and that'd be he ain't a lot. Say that he wanted a wife. He never yeah. said yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And that'd be a lot of times. That'd be a female fuck. I'd be like, well, shit, I can change Craig. Well, I change my mind. Yeah. No, ma'am. I know. I'm just trying to drop it off. One more thing because sometimes it's not always like a negative toxic situation. Sometimes you are just growing at a different pace than someone else. And they can't see that they're not going forward, and you gotta let that person go. Like those mm-hmm. are the hardest situations where you see that they're trying, but sometimes y'all really just not compatible. It's like certain things that y'all can't agree on. You know, like some things you cannot waver on mm-hmm. as far as what you want for yes. a partner. And then when you see somebody, because some people change, and that's what we need to understand. Like when people change, it's okay to say, "Hey, we were good in college, but now." We're in real life, and this is not going to work. And ladies, don't waver on those things that are 
key to you. To do you. not do not waver on them. It don't mean that you mean or you think you stuck up or whatever. Though it's all a part of setting your boundaries and what mm-hmm. makes you uncomfortable, what's not right for you. Listen to it loud and clear. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that what she talked about is something that the married people could really, really, you know, probably further explain because I think that when it comes my friends married and we talk a lot about this, there is one thing to be in a relationship, is another thing to be in a sustainable relationship. And a lot of times people are looking at face value things like you cute, this is that, that but a lot of times I'm learning that from my married friend, real good friend, is that you need somebody that's flexible. That's adaptable. That's resilient. That's not going to fold on the first bump that mm-hmm. we hit. Because the end it for the long run, we gonna hit. A, it's gonna be a lot of bumps, and I think that's something that they could really talk about because it's like this ain't just for this month. This ain't for this week, baby. Mm-hmm. We in this bitch till we about ninety five. If mm-hmm. we gonna get there together, so I think that a sustainable, happy relationship and knowing that love is just not the end all be all. Not saying mm-hmm. you're not supposed to love them, but I feel like that's something that if y'all want to talk about, y'all would be able to really talk about. Will y'all be married at least what? What shit? Uh, eighteen years. Eighteen. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm looking at no, his we, wife like he better not get no, this wrong. You know, we've been, no, we've been married for a year and a half. She like, we've been, been, been together for a year and a half. And then, how long have you been married? For almost five years. Five years, and then, but you guys have been a longer, been together longer than that, though, right? Yeah, we've been right. together since 2015. There you go. So I feel like you guys would be able to better talk about a sustainable relationship. I mean, you just gotta I find got somebody. I got an example too, though. You just gotta find somebody that's gonna be perfect for you. Uh, a lot of times, I, I had the the, the the woman that I wanted in my life, as far as like picture wise, but when you go searching, sometimes you just. You sometimes you settle, but then you be like, "Damn, this is the exact person I wanted in life." Like mm-hmm. you don't want to fuck that up, and then it come with growth too. Because when you're young, you just you know what I'm saying you're not thinking about you know what I'm saying the the right shit. You know what I'm saying you're not going off of values and morals and stuff right. like that. And I was just my mom was a rider, but she didn't have like my pops wasn't like the right person for her. Right. So I always wanted somebody that like kind of like was like my mom a little bit. And with my wife, I felt like she had like a lot of my mom in her and shit like that. So and she wasn't the type of person I didn't want no nobody who be out there hanging out all the time. Like mm-hmm. like it's cool to have fun, but be a woman. Like yeah. be a woman yeah. in the day. So I'm one, shaking your head too much. For <laughs> I, I mean, he he was giving his amen on that. Right. Before that, you got to the marriage standpoint. Um, when we date people and we meet people, I think that people have this illusion in their head that everybody lasts forever. Some people mm-hmm. come in your life to teach you lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes if people are temporary and people hold on to temporary people and they feel like, you know, this person is for me but, and, and that's you will, not the case. And you will learn from uh, your prior relationship because like me and my son mom, I feel like we learned from our relationship when we did fucked up. And then she got her a, a husband fit her. And I got a wife that fit me. And together we we all good. Ain't no ain't no hate, none of that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm happy for her, cause guess what? If my son go over her house, I ain't gotta be her, her husband's ass, cause he a good dude. <laughs> and then vice versa, my well, my son, she know that I got a good wife, so like it's no problem. So as long as that junk is good, my mom told me a long time ago, if you break up with the person you had a kid with, like, ain't no point in being mad unless you still want to fuck around with them. Yeah. Right, if y'all exactly. don't like each other, but y'all got that common bond with the kid, then y'all good. I say that all the time because, like, I co-parent with my my I'm oldest daughter. Too. Yeah, my <laughs> oldest daughter, her dad, and he has a family, like, completely different than mine. And I'm just like, a lot of times it doesn't work because somebody else is still interested. For sure, that's and a fact. And once you already know, like we not we never get back together. I don't want you. You don't want me. This is only about her. I didn't have Things to go through eat, none of that. You know, it's <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have to go through any of that because, like I said, that was my son, and that was it. So when my husband came around, first off, when he came around, he didn't even want me. 
Let's let's. I'm gonna just tell the this, truth. This, okay. Tell this, this story. This, this I loved story. him. Okay, I did not even know his name. <laughs> Damn. And I loved this man. I, <laughs> I loved him. And oh. how did y'all meet? Right. I she, met him at she, choir rehearsal. Okay. Crazy. Crazy. No, <laughs> no, no, he, he, he in the church. He wasn't in the choir. Was he, he in the church? The, dog? He the no, he was. He was actually his father is a pastor. Oh. So he was working. Even better. We were like. <laughs> we meet up um, twice a year, so I, I sang in a choir. So we would meet at different churches, you know, for choir rehearsal. And he was working. And I'm like, who's still there right there? Because yeah. I like him. Yeah. And I was trying to flirt with him, but he wasn't getting it. See, don't that so, be irritating? like, for a month, I'm like, dang, I got to wait a month before I, I'm able to see him again because we're not going to have rehearsal <laughs> or anything. And he didn't show up to church so I asked the guy I saw at the church like what's his name and is he married and he laughed at me and I'm like I'm serious like what's his name and somebody else came up and they had him on the phone like here he is he on the phone and I'm like oh wow did you shoot your shot yeah so that was like a and Tuesday was and we went on a date yeah, because oh. she married now right. no yeah. it didn't happen that easy but you got him did he your husband no. we was together and he dumped me what okay he no he didn't and I was at work oh wow. and I still oh, had four more hours on my shit ain't that the worst that's the worst oh my god oh my god I went out on a date with him that next week after he done. But he's still your husband. He my husband now. It took three years. That's he did not right. want she me. Was like, hey. I would call and check. Okay. I was yeah. just calling to see how you doing. I'm, I'm calling. So you, you like back. the female Steve Irwin? You back? I'm, no, it was like um, <laughs> it was a little different than that. And then one time he <laughs> texted me like three years later because we would go out every now and then throughout three years, and then wow. we didn't have any communication. He called me and was like, "You want to go to breakfast?" I was like, "Yeah." We went to breakfast. No doubt. I was talking to somebody, but I always said, if he came back, I ain't talking to nobody else instantly. So you just knew he was I knew that was my man. He just didn't know he was my man. Man, that's funny. That's funny. And then we went to breakfast. And we started hanging out, and we got back together December 23rd, 2016. And we was married February 11th, 2017. We got married in two weeks of him asking me. Like, oh, you like, locked we that down. You was not playing like, no games. <laughs> what is this? I love what her. What we gonna do? She like, I'm ready to ask her. Let's get it this don't going. Take it don't. We got married in two weeks. I'm a loafing. We've been know. married. Yeah. What's gonna be doing? Good. I'm a loafing for sure. That's what's up. That's what's up. We both can start successful businesses. Okay, plug your hubby's business real quick. My husband, he has a business. It's called Jack's Painting. So he does painting. He's a software engineer, but his his business is a oh, he got that coin business. So, <laughs> I think we doing good. We lit, and he didn't even want me. Now he loves me. Now he's not even want me. Yes, he didn't even want me back then. Remember that spaghetti. Remember you dumped me. 
He wanted to be able to give me everything. So when he felt like he was able, he was in a position to give me everything, he came back. Okay. So I have a question based off of that. So, shot when you proposed, I was just about to ask that. When did you feel? So, what was like the basis of it? Like, were you waiting until you felt like you could give your wife like everything, everything? or, or I were know you like point like financially or like in, like a life no, bro. status no, that it's you just were like, waiting on? I don't know. I wanted to do it, but I just didn't know how to do it. And her family kept messing it up. <laughs> like I wanted to do it in front of her mom, her grandma, her other grandma who was saying Milwaukee like, but it was always messed up. Mm-hmm. So my time, my time was kind of trash. You know, I got, I think I got a plan for the future that's gonna make up for it. But no, I just I felt like it was time. You know, what I'm saying I, it wasn't no, we ain't no point in playing house and junk. Then you just don't want it. And we going around people. She don't know it, but I thought about. Hold um, on, let me stop you right there. Ain't no point in playing house. Yeah, I talked about that. You can play a little bit. 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 Um, and I'm like, damn, this shit look dope. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was happy to him, uh, junk, dog. Shout out to Lance, junk. But, uh, yeah, I'm like, damn, this is something that I, I want to do. And my mom never got married. She always wanted to get married. So, I like, I never had that in my crib. I don't know nobody. I've been way more funerals than I've been to weddings. Yeah. yeah. I've probably been, like, three, three, three weddings, maybe? Four? Yeah. So, it's like, you don't see that, junk because, like, none of my homies married. They still do the same thing. So, at, the, at a point in time, I'm like, well, shit, this the, this the one... Let me go ahead and go ahead and give me a right a right so, time and jump. So you know what, what what I always and I always saw you your post. I always love when you post about that. You know how, me. You know me. How your life uh, <laughs> just got for the better. How you accomplished a lot of things once you got your got with your wife. I think we talked about what was yeah, it for sure. coaching yeah. and stuff and coaching. just a lot of things. And then you I think you were saying something about your parents. Like when you got with her, her parents became your parents. And yeah, how you just sure. built really strong bonds. What about give me that, Alice? <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> I always love him. I be counting. So what? What about her? And how did you know? Like this? This it? No, no. I ain't trying to sound corny and junk. Cause like, I, there's no such thing I'm as corny. Thug, love man. is love. Now, I knew from the jump. Black. I knew from the jump. Like how she okay. said she knew that was her husband. I knew like we'd be, we'd be together for sure. And then her parents even topped it off because my mom told me something that's real. If you meet a woman and there ain't no dudes in the family, run away. So it was dudes and family shit. <laughs> you ain't got all aunties and junk and just okay. kids. Like, get the fuck out of there. Okay. But no, like, it, her family, that, that play a, a, a major uh, a yeah. role in it too because I feel like you shouldn't get with somebody whose family is fucked up. Because mm-hmm. it's going to fuck y'all up. Yeah, that's part of your family too. I talked to her. Her This is her stepdad. I'm cool with her stepdad side of family. I'm cool with her dad side of family, her mom's side of family. I love my in-laws. Yeah, yeah, they cool them up. And then with me, my family, a lot of my family had passed away. My Both my parents passed away. Yeah. So like my grandmother, my grandfather's like everybody gone. So it's like you missed that part. So not only do you got like a partner that you could fuck with, well mess with, <laughs> but you got a whole nother family. Like yeah. damn, you got some motherfucking good baggage. Okay, and I know she's off the camera, but Miss Mrs. Can we ask you how did you, did you know he was the one or was when did she knew? Look no, at me, no, no, I'm a G. No, she talking, talking to the ladies. She talking to the ladies. How how did you know he was the one or when did you know? I don't know how to answer that question. You don't. Um, but one of the things that I can say is that I always said that I would never be with somebody that had kids. That was what? He had a son. I never wanted to have like be that. I don't know stepmom. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. But anyway, um, seeing how he was as a father, it yeah. drew me 
that's a big thing. I'm a good dad. Yeah. You can't beat that. Shout I out to the black that, I knew that when you answered the phone. You see, you was busy and you still answered the phone. <laughs> oh, no, for sure, for sure. And like I said... Uh, um, my um, daddy don't, didn't answer the phone. Well, he was busy. He didn't answer the phone. And like I said, my son's a grown. My son's the same age as her brother. So my son, oh, he just turned 15. So it was like, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like I brought no baby. And then like I brought a grown man in the house. Like, mm-hmm. well, uh, what we eat? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Can I share my story? Can I share my story? Hold on, before we go, I did want to say that Shaw made a really good point that when you marry to people, you definitely want to look at their family. A lot, I think a lot of our generation is a lot of it's me and him against the world, and it's like, yeah, that's nice and dandy, but like you said, you want a village. You You want a village. I hate her family without her. You, okay, and that's how it should be. It shouldn't just be us. Like yes. that shit lonely. That shit boring, and it really isolates you. And that's how you start creating sure. problems that's not even fucking there. It's hard because my in laws are wonderful with my son, and that's how it's supposed to. Yeah, that's how I heard, heard they, they, they yeah. hands on with my son. That's that's their grandson. That's their grandson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And my daddy, I was like a daddy's girl, but a mama's girl too. Only when they not getting on my nerves. That's crazy. Like, if they not getting Facts. on my nerves. Halloween too, um, ain't fucking um, with me. Yeah. So it's like, when my husband, my, my husband actually asked my dad if For he could marry me. Aww. Yeah. And my dad was like, you know, it ain't just her. He was like, well, I could take care of both of them. You know, like, that ain't, that ain't the problem. You know what I'm saying? And my dad was like, but once she gone, you know, that's it. Like, before they could say, who give this person away, my daddy was already saying, I do. You know, he was... He couldn't even let the pastor finish saying. Yeah, yeah. Your dad yeah. is such he, like my granddad. Like, I do, and he sat down. Like he was ready. You just gave me away that quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We. It was so quick. Get your ass but off. it's like <laughs> together. You know, you gotta have. Cause my mama loved my husband. You know, she. My husband's name is Adonis. But she just had this joke. She used to call him Orthodontist. My mama never called nobody <laughs> that name. name. And so his name was Orthodontist. And I'm like, if she give you a name, you know, it's she mess with you because my mama don't like nobody. Yeah. Um, Nobody is good enough for her kids, you know. That's how so it So when my be. husband came, she was like, he actually is a knight. And he take care of my daughter. That's yeah, how my mama talk. So it's like. Everybody love me. had that village. Everywhere I go, sure. everybody thought, shout out the truth. You crazy. You but that him. was me. My husband Sorry. is very low, low key, and I'm like real hyper and up there. So it's like, <laughs> we balance. It's the coffee. It's, a, <laughs> it's like, I just be hyped. No, for sure. Just, just now, you know, I want to, we had some good conversation. I want to get on the business, but before I know um, Ashley wanted to speak yeah. on, on, her, on hers. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about my hubby real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She like, plug y'all yeah. up, girl. Like, first of all, Goddamn I feel Kyle. like uh, I'm trying not to cry because all y'all stories are so nice. Listen, it ain't like what on TV love is lit. Listen, it, it feel good. I'm about, to tell you, I'm about to tell you my story because I feel like the my story is so lit for like, you know? <laughs> uh, Go ahead, Okay, so <clears throat> Okay, so I had a baby already and I kind of was feeling like really down because my whole I did this wrong because I was I was like it don't matter what I do in life I don't want to be a baby mama like I was telling myself that all the time just because I felt like if that happened to me I would be unwanted I that was like what I felt like because I I grew up in a family where we didn't have a father and it was a lot of us it was five of us and we just it was that's how it was so once I had a baby. I was like, oh my gosh, I did the one thing that I said I wasn't going to do, right? And so 
it was hard for me to even start dating again, like taking mm-hmm. people serious because you have all it. And I have a daughter. And so it's a little bit different because yeah. you have to be even more protective of her, you know, when you're like, okay, do I trust this person? Are they going to see them as their daughter, all this stuff? And so once me and my husband started dating, he, uh, my daughter was two at the time. And it was like the biggest thing that I wanted to like tell him like on our first day. Cause I'm like, I don't know if he know already because <laughs> most people do know, but I don't know. Like, how do you bring it up? How do you talk about it? You know? And then everything started going like really smooth. And I was like, I wanted to, like, I used to talk about my relationship a lot. And somebody asked me like, why do you talk about your relationship a lot? And I was like, because I didn't think that finding love after having a baby was possible Preach. and not just that speak on just, it not just that love where you'd be like oh yeah you know this is his stepdaughter you know like That's she right. don't care about him like they together i'm like i'm still here you know <laughs> what i mean like sometimes they really just get into that little zone where they do stuff together like he take her to school they talk you know if she got something coming up like she he won this real big uh poetry competition and one day we was just sitting around in the living room and my and my our baby she just started spitting the whole pool and we like oh my gosh you know and then it just um yeah like when you were saying somebody asked like when did you know that they was the one I, like, it was literally, I feel like it was a time, it hit me, and I was just like, this is my person. So, we were traveling, and we were, this is our first, like, international trip together, I think. Um, We were going to South Africa. We had, it was was fun, I'm not gonna lie, it was like, it was like one thing I really loved, like, that was one of the, it was a, a, a experience of a lifetime. So we had one day in London, and we were supposed to go from London to Cape Town, and we are about to miss our flight. Like, somebody told us we were supposed to be at one gate, and you got to take a train to get to these gates. So we, like, on the complete opposite side. So I'm, like, panicking. I was just like, that's my worst fear is missing a flight. The flight is already 13 hours. We in London, so if we miss this flight, we can't get it to another day. We going to miss all these things. You know, like, I'm just, like, in panic mode. And he just grabbed me and was like... It's gonna be okay, and I don't know That's my how That's he my said boy. it. How I don't know how he touched me, but when he said that, my soul was you like, knew. "You can trust this man, okay? And he wow. is gonna make sure you are okay." And that was like the security I had been looking for my cry. entire mm-hmm. life. That but it's real, though. That's real. It, that is it so hit real. Me so yeah. hard. I was like. We had some dope conversations, but we was all brought here, you know, for a reason. I want y'all to just speak on y'all business. Uh business. I'm business. Hood, yeah, business. business. And I want y'all just business. just explain like where it started, how it gets started, and you know what I'm saying, just you know, speak on it for me. I'll go first. Um, this my girl, y'all. Y'all don't even know this is my girl. <laughs> um, your fave plus size model came out of practically nowhere. Um, it was in the middle of the pandemic. My dad had just passed away, and I had got off of work, and I'm like, I need to do something else. I can't sit in this house and think about this man not being here. Got to do something else. So I've always had the ambition to model. I've always been told, you're too thick, you're too short, you won't sell. So I said, okay, watch me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. So 
I took some pictures with Q11. Shout out to Q11 photography. Mm, fire, fire. Fire. I took my initial photos with them. I posted them, and it's been up ever since. Okay, yeah. Ever since. And thank you. My my best friend came up with the name, Your Fave Plus Size Model, because I'm like, I, I don't want to just be like, a nut, not to not to downplay other models, but I want to have a specific brand. Like I when when you hear my name, like I want it to ring bells. I want to be different. Mm. And she was like, "Well, you need to brand yourself. It's not enough that you're just a model. You got to do something else." Mm. So I said, "Well, I got to have a name." She said, "Be everybody's favorite plus size model." Bam. I said, "Bam." <laughs> <laughs> and the reason, like, it's a like a wand in the my logo because I think of myself as a unicorn. I'm a Delta. I've gone, I have a bachelor's degree and a, um, a master's degree. I work on the corporate level, but I also model. So, like, if you don't see that a lot. That girl like, ain't one of them. <laughs> she okay, ain't one, one of them. them. Okay. <laughs> so, I think I really do think of myself as like, like, like a damn fairy. Like, you don't see that type of girl every day. You know what Usually I'm saying? Usually when people make it corporate, they be corporate. And yeah. That's yeah. I can't I can't just sit in a corporate setting. I have to be able to like let my creative side shine and like just sit in behind, not just not saying that it doesn't like it doesn't do me well like being in a corporate world because I love my job. I love what I do. I work within the automotive industry. I love working within the automotive industry. My my father was you know, he was a plant worker all his life. Some that's pretty much probably where it came from. Yeah. But I work on the corporate side. So like it I love my job, however, modeling gives me a purpose. Like mm-hmm. I would not be sitting at this table if I was just working at GM. You see what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes. That's what's up. I'm gonna yeah. borrow a dollar for me too. But uh, <laughs> what about you, uh, Jazz with the um with, with the with the, with the with the coffee and stuff? So originally I had a culinary background. Um, okay. To mm-hmm. Come on, chef. I, I went to go lightly and I went to chef it up, girl. I went to college. I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to go to the Navy so I can go to Le Cordon Blue, but I didn't want to pay for a Le Cordon Blue, so I was willing to go to the Navy. Just clarify, what is Le Cordon Blue? It's like one of the biggest culinary schools. Okay. It's a couple of them, but I, I was like, I'm going. I'm from the east side of Detroit. That's I'm in Paris, right? Le Cordon Blue. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, no, my dad was like, no, you're going to college. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so when I came home with that baby, and um, child. he bought you went to college. Child. He I went to culinary school, and, I, and you know, I did well because that's what I always wanted to do. So I worked in that field. I was a line cook. I worked in a gourmet deli. I did pastry chef, all of that stuff. That's dope. I was tired, though. Because, you know, when you work in that industry, you're going to work afternoon. So I was missing a lot of stuff with my son. Um, you know, I would see him. He had started going to school. So I, I would really only see him for like an hour and everything. And um, I started working at a Target Starbucks. I liked that job. I don't know if it was because it was the people or was I, you know, I was able to work. Because we used to have to read these books mm-hmm. on coffee because if somebody come up to you, you have to be able to tell them what type of coffee it is. They say, I only like coffee from this region. You have to tell them, well, this is the coffee you like. Mm. Then I worked at an actual Starbucks, which was a whole different world when we had to take virtual classes to um, work this job. And this, it just became more interesting to me. So one day I told my husband, like, one day I want to open up a coffee shop. 
And he was like, okay. And I was selling dinners at the house. I I was that lady. I sold dinners. I sold soup. You Come know, on, little stuff like that. Yes. That's what I did. <laughs> so when, I think I had like $75 and I sold some dinners and I made like almost $400. Ooh. And my husband was like, well, how much you got? I'm like, I got almost $400. And he matched it. So I was able to That's start my, my company, you know, reached, I had been researching um, roasters because one day I'll, I'll roast my own coffee. It's just not, not there yet. When I get a brick and mortar, then I'll be roasting my own coffee right now. I'm going to pay somebody to just do, do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it. It's been popping. And it was like, no, it wasn't that easy okay. because people be like, oh, I don't like coffee. I don't like coffee. So I, at my first couple of like 40 pounds of coffee, I kind of like gave it away, you know, to try to get people mm-hmm. because, you know, they like to say black people don't like coffee, but we do. We, yes, we are we do. into we this coffee. Like, literally, that's all we I've just been don't have it in our, in our areas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. We'll have, like, say, for instance, a Starbucks. A Starbucks won't be in the city. It'll be on the outer skirts yep. of that of a yeah. sub-city um, or downtown <laughs> Detroit. Yeah. So I was like, well, we could we could have some good stuff, too. So that's when I, you know, started just going places. Like, here, get my coffee, get my coffee, get my coffee. Then I expanded to tea and lemonade. And um, then I started bottling my drinks. And then when the pandemic hit, I got a little bit of um, unemployment money. And I took that <laughs> as you should. Yeah, with sure. the other money and I put it all towards working on my trailer. Amen. Okay. Now, um, like I said, I want to rush everybody. We got a couple minutes left. So I know, Sherelle, you got a show. And yeah. what? Adora, you got a podcast. Mm-hmm. So if y'all can just my talk. My story is real quick. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I got a podcast. Um, it's the real talk with Adoring Daisy. This has been my friend for over ten years. We met at CAS. We both went and graduated from CAS Tech. Mm. Um, we both are Pisces. I don't know if anybody knows much about Pisces, but we my are best water signs. But my birthday is in February. Her birthday is in March. So, oh, so we are two, two different, different Pisces. Pisces. <laughs> so me and her always be arguing, but like not. It's like more of a debate. So like she would say the sky's blue and I'd be like, Well, it's kinda blue, but it got some pink in it. Like, you know, so like what happened was we was talking about like political back when Trump was still in office. So she like made this post or whatever and you know, the younger generation, they don't care about voting or they don't care about who's in office, but like that's really who got the power over us in the world. So she made this post. So I was arguing with people under the post. And long story short, I'm like Let's start a podcast. But I'm like, but I don't like talking to people. But I mm-hmm. like talking to people that I know, but not mm-hmm. like, you know, people I don't know. So we just started it. And then, like, we started I was so nervous. Like, I didn't know what to say. I didn't want to say the wrong thing. And I'm like, nobody going to think I'm interesting because my life is really boring. <laughs> but come to find out, people really do like us. So... <laughs> We talk about a lot of stuff on the podcast. We talk about dating, relationships. Uh, my partner is married, so she would have loved to be here. I can't wait to tell her all about it. But well, rec- y'all gonna come back on? Yeah, together? recently we. I don't know if y'all are really big podcast listeners, but Million Dollars Worth of Game with Gilly and Wallow. We just met them. Best oh. So yeah, so they looking for a podcast to sign. I was telling them like, even if y'all don't sign us, like we got dope podcasts in Detroit, like yes. that people are sleeping on. Yes. You know, if you don't got those followers or you're not a Lip, whatever right. they want to say you know people don't want to listen to you and I'm just like that's weird but they really sat down and gave us a lot of games so regardless where we go with it you know we appreciated that and yeah, like so absolutely. now I look at podcasting way different so yeah, for sure. now, I got uh, everybody cards so I'll be reaching out to everybody so yeah, it's, about, it's about time to wrap up I know you touched on your 
your your business a little bit and stuff like that. But uh, just everybody kind of give everybody um, where they can find y'all on social media and all that stuff, and they can do more research and uh, you know get with y'all. Definitely. So if y'all want to follow me on social media, um, my business page is simple dot natural. The dot is spelled D O T. Um, yeah, I'm always on there, so just check for me in the new year. If you got bad skin, go yeah. to her. Mm-hmm. Please do. <laughs> Bro, I got that. <laughs> my husband moisturizer. I got that day. fire for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Sherelle? Go ahead. Where you, find um, you, you can follow my talk show at Show, or you can find me on my personal page at Miss Carter underscore one X. What about you, Britt? You can find me at Oh That's Britt Brett on just about everything Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> and <laughs> Brittany Newton on Facebook. <laughs> Okay, R T Adore the letter N Daisy on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me Detroit Black Coffee on Instagram, Facebook, or DetroitBlackCoffee.com. For sure, for sure. And I just want to th- you know thank y'all for coming on the show. It was a dope conversation. I knew when I reached out to you know saying y'all five, it'd be a good conversation. Y'all go ahead and you know mess with each other and stuff like that. I want to thank podcasting with Miles for letting us use the uh, venue. You know we in the hood all day. But we had to come and do a corporate for y'all. <laughs> Thanks for having us. For sure, for sure. Congratulations. Yeah, appreciate it. You know, you know. For sure, for sure. Oh, yeah, appreciate it. Shout out to my homie Q, man. He been making it all happen with the edits and stuff and giving y'all the shows on time. You feel me? So, uh... Another hundred, we'll be, we'll be signing one of those major podcast deals in, on the 200 episodes. So, okay. y'all know what it is. So, yeah, it's shout out to everybody, episode 100. We got the, some good females out here. Ladies, good ladies, good ladies. Did she tell you that already? We lost it. Women, females, ladies, y'all all good. We got women bosses. We Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer.